welcome to our podcast, Coffee, Tea, and Wine. This show is about us creating a space to talk about things that we love from TV shows to movies, lifestyle, and culture. I'm your host, Chels, and this is Nikki. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Coffee, Tea, and Wine. I'm not sure what episode this is, but... We have a new president, or supposedly have a new president. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Every time you introduce us, you never know what episode it is. I just think that's funny. That's like your, that's always your introduction. Um, for all I know, we got a new president, point blank period. Like, I don't know what Trump is thinking. I don't know what kind of delusional state he's in, but we have a new president. I... <laughs> The fact that this man is still like interviewing people for his next <laughs> term is hilarious to me. Like, sir, you know you're not staying, right? My other question is these people who's going on these interviews, I feel like they're just going to see the show. You know what I mean? Like they know like they're not about to be in the White House next year, but I feel like they're going just to be like, let me see what all of this is about. Cause I would, I, I'll just play along. You really think so? I'm not wasting my time, but I don't know. I don't put anything past these people. So I'm just waiting to see what's gonna be the result of all of this. Cause um, before we go any deeper, I realized last week we like literally just dive in and never talked about what we were drinking. Um, what are you drinking? Nothing. <laughs> Not even water. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm drinking coquito. Some people think it's early, but once my coworkers say they're starting to make it, I put in my order. That's what I'm drinking. I feel like it's my favorite time of year for drinks. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I love coquito. I love clemas. I love um, eggnog. Some people don't like eggnog, but I like eggnog, and I like them all spiked. <laughs> so it's my thing. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm drinking. Um, first of all, Nevada, all that hype around you, and y'all wasn't even the first one to come out with y'all projection. Y'all was just waiting on Pennsylvania. Let's be serious. All y'all had was six seats, and y'all was having all this hype, Nevada. But, but they did say that they wouldn't have the results until, like, the 12th or something like that. They did. Mm-hmm. So- I don't know why everybody was making a big fuss about them when they literally told y'all. They was taking their sweet time. Yes. <laughs> they said it. They was like, we're not in no rush. That's why I was just like, why even bother? Because I guess, it's, I guess it was because that six would have just made it a perfect 270 for him at the mm-hmm. So it's like, that's why they were concentrating on that. But I'm just like, you literally have like, three or four other states you could have looked at that would have put him even beyond that 270 mark easy ha- had the votes come out and the state was blue but I don't know but they're still counting and now or they did recounts and they're saying like Alaska is like um a red state not like Trump ended up winning Alaska or something. oh he did yeah I know Alaska wasn't uh like, Alaska wasn't done, but nobody was really, like, considering Alaska as one of the main states that they needed. But, yeah, Alaska was 
even one of those states that wasn't finished counting and okay i didn't know they turned he, they turned red but okay um arizona is blue too right i believe so and pennsylvania and did georgia just finally come i have i i think georgia is a part of a recount but i'm not sure if they excuse me if they even projected that he won i mean we know that biden won it but i'm not sure if they even projected it well my thing is are they really gonna do a recount or are they just are he's trying to push for it by sending it to like the supreme i for my recollection and i didn't like look this up before we came on but i remember one of them it's not pennsylvania i'm not sure don't quote me on it but one of them automatically said there was going to be a recount it was either pennsylvania or georgia but i believe it was georgia i might be wrong in all honesty but he's in such denial because my thing is he's sending out these lawyers to file suits and all these judges are like you don't have enough evidence although if i was one of those lawyers i'm like these are billable hours tell me what you want me to do because I know all I'm doing is billing you. Uh, so if you're going to give me my money, I will file all the suits you want me to. Um, but it's at this point, he needs to just sit down and just take it. Like, I've never seen a grown man throw a temper tantrum like this in my life. Well, like, I heard somebody say the Republican Party never had to rely on, like, mail-in ballots before. So mm -hmm. that's that's the major issue now that they're having. But my thing is the, pol not the political climate, but the, the world economy now warrants for people to send in the, like more people doing absentee ballots because of Corona. Right. So why is it a big deal now? Like why are you making it seem like it's a problem when- Because their, their person didn't win. No, I get that, but I'm just saying, like, you're making it seem like it's an issue with fraud and people not counting how they're supposed to count. Had you won, it wouldn't be a problem because it's it would never be a problem. Like it was last minute said that you know we're gonna count the the mail-in ballots um, because we didn't get enough in-person votes. You guys said this way before election day, and you agreed. So why now is it's a problem? I don't know. And why are they even entertaining it? So that's what Joe Biden is just like cool as a cucumber. I don't, I don't know. Yo, when he came out on Monday and did like a press conference and talked about COVID, I was at work and I literally said, it is so refreshing to see somebody talk with sense. He was coherent. He made sense. Why is that such a refreshing thing? Because we've been listening to a fool talk for these last four years. Um, so also Kamala Harris, who is the first Black woman, first Indian woman, first, um, first woman period. Like, hands down, she's the first woman VP or a first woman to be in a pres presidential seat, seat. Then she's also the first Black woman, first, uh, Asian American woman. She 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 graduated from a HBCU. She's a Greek. She's an AKA. Like this woman just came in and just like accomplished all the things. 
at one time. Like she literally checked off so many boxes just being the first. And I was just like, uh, look at it. Um, I saw online um, and somebody, somebody posted, oh, the island wars could stop now. Jamaican, we, Jamaica just win. I was like, that's low key true. We just, we were already winning, but this just. about to say, like, we was always winning, so why is this? This just um, made it a non-compete altogether. Um, You know what's so funny? When I was younger, I remember having a conversation with one of my cousins, and we were talking about how would it feel to be from another island. And we were like, scratch that. We'd probably just be like, I wish I was Japanese. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. It's not debate <laughs> it's never up for debate it's never because every time somebody hears somebody talk from another island they'd be like are you jamaican i'm like child that accent is so off <laughs> hates small island accents julian it annoys him so much small island accent he can't stand small islands like he like he yo low-key small island accents i was like listen <clears throat> no it really it really like it grinds his like you should see his face when he hears him talk like i just be laughing all the time because it really bothers I'm like damn son like what's it bother you that much close your ears like cover your ears because i don't know what to tell you that's hilarious um but yeah you can when you hear somebody talk from like a small island you automatically know like even if you can't pinpoint the island mm-hmm. you're like yeah you're not a major island major island like Especially the, those people who are from like Grenada. No offense to you, Amanda Seals. <laughs> Grenada, St. Martin, even the like the Virgin Islands. Antigua. Um, and I could tell I could tell Antiguan a little more different. But she's not, they, they, it's, is it me or is this like the sing-songy accent thing that they do? But, but but I feel like that's what makes us so unique as a country as a Jamaican because it's like all yes we less yes majority of the country either speak English, French, Spanish. But we Dutch, have, there's Dutch. Yeah, but we have our own dialect that's like different from theirs. Like it makes us sound distinct. So it's insulting to me to hear you mix me up with a Trinidadian or That's true. When somebody think <laughs> think I'm something else, I'd be like, hold on. Because we don't sound nothing alike. We don't sound nothing alike. <clears throat> anyway, we just went on a whole tangent talking about accents. Um, so yeah, uh, Kamala Harris, congratulations. I, it's, so, it's so crazy to me that, you know, I think the main reason why Hillary did not win over Trump is because people just did not want a, a female um, president running the country. Mm-hmm. And I just find it so um, disheartening that America, as much as they com- they proclaim to be a very progressive country and how they're progressive in all these things, that they still can't put a woman to be president. They will put in a clown over somebody who's qualified and she just has to be a woman to be president. You got all these other countries, even third world countries, as females, as their leaders, their prime minister, but this is y'all hiccup. You know what I mean? And it's it's also kind of crazy how it, it was the same thing with Obama, same thing with Kamala, and even Hillary. If 
if America don't like you, and, and you know what I'm talking about, like Republicans don't like you, no matter how qualified you are, they will try to say you're not qualified enough to be in this position. And it's not, it has nothing to do with the qualification. It's more of they're either, it's, they don't want you as your race to be sitting in the White House or you as your gender to be sitting in your White House. So if, if they don't like you as, as a race, if they, cause they don't want anybody black or colored or a female running the country, they, the first thing they like to attack is that person's not qualified enough. But if it's a white mediocre man who's Republican, he's perfectly okay to be the president the race was still close anyway. So they were gonna still vote for somebody that's mediocre. But if it wasn't for the frustration of so many other people to overturn the whole election. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it was definitely still close. And like, like you said, us on the other side were like, this can't happen. And some smart Republicans who were like, I'm not about to put that man in again. Um, they, we won. But it's so sad. Like a lot of them was like, granted they 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 like Trump, but at the same time they're like, I don't want a female running the country. And I'm just like, but why not? You got females running your households. You got females doing everything else, but you you think she can't run the country? You think she's too emotional? Your president right now is the most unstable person. He can't take a defeat. He is literally in a delusional state. What are you talking about? Like you're saying, I. I feel like, yes, we portray ourselves to be this progressive, these progressive thinkers, but majority of us aren't progressive. They're not. They're definitely not. You've seen interviews, the, the videos online, when people are interviewing people from some of these states and how they talk. They really don't get what's going on. And, I, and it's like, I've always heard people say, like, some of us live in a bubble, and I really feel like we really... Mm -hmm. And until you try to like step outside of that and see views of other people, mm -hmm. be so narrow-minded and not expand and think outside the box. So that's why it, it doesn't surprise me that they think that way. And it's still, and it doesn't surprise me that it was that close because I just feel like there's a lot of work to do here and it's not going to be done overnight. I just hope that from this experience that we have, like moving forward, we'll make better decisions as to who we elect and put into power in the future. That's I 100% agree. Um, when it came out that Biden, Biden Harris won, all these countries were tweeting, saying congratulations. The mayor of the mayor of Paris was talking about welcome back America. It's, and it's, it's, it's also, crazy and these are mostly republican people who love to say this and i saw somebody tweet and i and this is something i knew but i feel like a lot of people don't know when uh, he, the guy posted that like somebody's asking this question saying you know i don't understand why foreigners are so interested in the american election and then one of the first thing he posted was a picture to show you where are the all the, um, the american um bases are in other countries and I was like, these are the reason why these countries are, um, That's what I was about to say. Like, these are the reason why the countries want to know who's about to be the next president. You have literally military bases in these other occupying other countries, one, and these world leaders have to deal with you. I was about to say that. That's a they have to living in a bubble. Like America is not ethno- Isolated. It's not ethnocentric. This is not 
Chinese government back in the days with all these dynasties that passed. We're not, you, you are dealing with other countries. And like he said, welcome back. It's like, I'm, I can imagine like you being a world leader sitting in a room having a conversation with this man and just probably like livid. Like, how do you even communicate with this person for, for four years and then, the possibility of it happening another four years again, I can imagine how many ties have been severed because of him. So it's like, well, I don't know. Yeah, I, I this, <clears throat> this has shown me on a, a greater scale how small-minded and how people really don't understand how the world works and how as much as you want to be like yes you are a superpower your world power but you still have to interact with all these other um governments you are not a, a country by yourself like yes you rule your own country but you still have to interact um, with other country how you think like trading trading happens how do you think certain decisions are made it's literally world leaders coming together making these decisions and for people who are like i don't understand why you know all these other countries are worried about our elections they are invested in this election they are invested in other elections like it's like how do you not get that um i tweeted the it wasn't today or yesterday i tweeted i was like republicans the same way you said it was god's will for Trump to be president, I need y'all to come with that same energy for um, President-elect Biden to be president because obviously the way y'all were praying, God heard you, but he was like, no. God always give an answer, but it might not be the one you were looking for and you just got to sit with it and deal with it. Is it that hard? I don't know. Um, it is hard. I'm, I'm, I'm done talking about them because like I said, America has a long way to go and like, I just based off I, nowadays when I'm talking to people, I just gauge your intellect based off of basic conversations. And if I see that you can't comprehend certain things, it's I'm just done. Conversation done. Conversation done. It's a time, and I feel like that's how we got to deal with a lot of these people. Like, just censor them when they're talking to us because it's like you need to do your homework you need to do your homework before you come up here and start talking foolishness and they be sounding so wrong and strong all the time <laughs> that's what pisses me off but you know what um so me and my coworker were saying and other people have been saying this how you know the republicans are saying we stole the election we stole the election but i'm just like okay if we stole the election why wouldn't we steal the senate too Right? Like, I would think we would want to steal the Senate too. And if you want all these recounts, do you want us to recount the Senate too? Because the presidential election wasn't the only thing on that bill. You had other things you had to vote for. So do you want to vote for, you want to do recounts for those too? There was some, there was some state that did a recount that turned in favor of somebody else being like- The senator? Yeah, I forgot what state it was. We have a runoff right here, not a runoff, but we have a, a, a count that's still going. I think it's for like Staten Island and a piece of Brooklyn where it's a Republican that won and the Democrat that lost, but they're not, well, she is the Republican. She is, um, you know, claiming that she won, but he's not conceding because there's still so many mail-in ballots to go that 
it actually could go his way. So he's not, he's like, I'm not even going to concede. And no one is like, it's, it's nothing like the presidential election. Like he actually has like a possibility of, of winning because they have not done and they have, they never started the, um, the mail-in vote. So he could win. Trump don't have any of that, but yeah, I, we, we have, if we were going to steal the election, we would have might as well steal the Senate too. But speaking of the Senate, we have two runoffs um, coming in January for Senate seats in Georgia. I just hope the way Georgia turned out for this election, they turn out for the Senate race in January. I know it's going to be cold, might not be that cold in Georgia, but I hope they come with that same energy um, to vote again in January, because if the Democrats win, we run the Senate. Mm -hmm. So I hope they do that. But speaking of Georgia, we got to give Stacey Abrams all her things. Like that lady lost her governor seat, like, and that was stolen from her. But she didn't go home and just sulk or anything. That woman went to work mm -hmm. and um, registered, what, over eight, 800,000 voters so they can vote and also make sure they had a way to get to the voting polls to vote if they weren't doing mail-in voting like if give that woman whatever job she wants point blank period that's how i see it like you hear stacy abrams name and you say ma'am what do you need what do you want i will get it for you now but you know you know they still gonna fight still gonna fire um people say that she needs a she needs a place in his cabinet. I would like that for her, but I actually feel like she likes working in Atlanta, in Georgia, getting- I think so, like, because it's like, the, you, based off what we've seen from the election, mm -hmm. having a lot of work to be done too, because I can imagine like, what county or areas is responsible for, you know, the state turning blue. I'm pretty sure at Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> and a lot to do with that, but outside of Atlanta, like them Georgia mountains, them bushes, yes. we, we know. Making Georgia, that's red. Listen, I, <laughs> I uh, when I was in college and I, um, our basketball team used to go to Georgia to play and we used to have to drive. I, I really got to see Georgia for what it is like, you know when you're small and every time you go to visit to a certain place you think this is a whole state right so i used to think georgia like all of georgia was like just like atlanta mm -hmm. but doing that i really got to see georgia as as for what it is and i was like oh listen <laughs> who child okay um but yeah stacy abrams is literally the reason why georgia turned blue and it's and Joe Biden, Kamala, all of them really need to give them, all of us, period, to give her all her things and whatever she wants, she needs to get because she really did the work. She raised the money, got people registered. She, she built a team and they went to work and, I, and I'm so proud of that. But I think there's one thing about this election that got to also be shown on the large scale is how black women are really the backbone of the of um the democratic party but how black women have always been doing the work regardless if you see it or not that's true right every day black women are making things happen and a lot of them don't get their flowers don't get their 
they don't get the thank you they don't get the respect but they they've been out here doing it from day one from the beginning and shout out to them for still not giving up either. right that's another thing shout out to them for not giving up because i would be i'm like i'm fed up with this but they they did the work and the black women what happened you know how resilient we are you know we don't just easily so you you're right it it we could have just she could just turn her back and just said you know what screw this i didn't get to where i wanted to so why bother but right she she went to work and i i just love seeing black women thrive and black women just get the accolades that they need, but also on a larger scale for other people to actually see it and be like, oh damn, because we've been doing, we've been doing this since day one. Like these are things that we already know of ourselves, but like other people, they see it and they're like shocked. Like, no, this is nothing new. This is regular for us. It's just, you did not know it. Um, Eva Longoria, <laughs> Eva Longoria went on CNN, was it CNN? No, MSNBC to talk about um, the Latino vote. <laughs> and this woman had a nerve to say that the real heroines were the Latino, the, the Latino woman. And the way Twitter dragged this woman for saying that, because she had the nerve to say, yes, Black women did well in Georgia. First of all, that's where you first made your mistake. But the real heroines are the Latino women. Excuse me, ma'am? Excuse me? I always find that so problematic when people do things like that. It's it's almost like you can't just let certain people have their moments. You have to come in and say, oh, well, this group deserves this praise too. Like everybody did their fair share. Everybody did their fair share, but the they numbers, the, num the numbers show that yes. it's a, it's a black woman who did it. Did you look at the polls? Did you look at the stats before you went on TV and started ranting? I'm, I'm done. The thing is, too, is just like, but Eva, Eva, if this, Florida? What, what, what do you say? Does she live in Florida? I think she lives in Texas or something like that, or in Cali. I can't remember where she, she lives, but my thing is, Eva, if your statement was true, Florida wouldn't be red. If your statement was true, Texas would not be red. Where, where it's heavily populated. Where it's heavily populated with Latino people. Ma'am, what are you talking about? Only 70% of Latino women voted for Trump. What are you talking about? I mean, voted for Biden. What are you talking about? 90, I think it was 93% of Black women voted for Biden. 70 and 93 are not the same thing. <laughs> Listen, the, the the votes between Trump and Biden was close, <laughs> closer than the closer <laughs> than those statistics, ma'am. What? Oh my gosh, I can't, I cannot. Like when I heard her, like when I saw the video, and when I started hearing, when I when, as soon as I heard her saying, I just, I clicked, I didn't even watch the whole thing. I clicked it off because I was like, I don't want to hear this propaganda. I don't need to hear this propaganda. Right the real heroines were Latin. You know what? I I don't mind giving credit where credit is due, mm -hmm. but it has to be factual. Yep. 
agree. Don't don't come with your own personal stats. And then she finally came on again and clarified what she said. And she actually gave like a genuine genuine apology and talked about how black women are the backbone of you know the Democratic Party and how we've been doing this. And her pub the I I'm sorry. Pretty sure the publicist wrote it, but whatever. Go ahead. Oh, I'm pretty sure the publicist wrote it, girl. We know this. Uh, <laughs> we know this, but um, it was a good apology, even if the publicist wrote it. But I don't understand why people like er- erasing the work of a black woman. Like, what is that? Why can't we ever get the credit wholly? It's always black woman, but there is no- there should never be a but. It's just black women did this point blank period it should never be a butt to it and i feel like this is the issue that we do have in this community where especially in the urban communities where and i'm gonna say it spanish women are looked as spicy and exotic and whatever but black women are looked at to be loud and aggressive and the whole but we're both showing the same amount of energy, but you want to categorize their type of energy as being spicy and, you know, cute and um, exotic, but we're just being angry, black, and loud. You see what I'm saying? So it's, I'm, I'm over the whole thing of you taking away my taking away the credit from me like I even at work I do I, I let people know no no I did this mm-hmm. not homegirl over there I'm the one who does this. because sometimes I feel like I'm not a braggy person but at the same time sometimes if you don't let people know the work that you're doing they're going to just look over you period mm-hmm. they're never going to go out their way to find the real person who went in did the work and came with the results the results that was needed so sometimes I feel like you have to brag on yourself I agree 100%. So how do you think um, Trump is going to leave the White House come January 20th? Because you know how I feel. I know Biden is president, but at the same time, I don't trust it until he, Trump walks out the White House on January 20th. But I feel like at this moment, the only thing that's going to be satisfactory is really seeing him being walked out by Secret Service. With all this shenanigans that you have put us through for the last four years, all the big talk, the crazy talk, all the foolishness that you have. I'm gonna need to see you be taken out by Secret Service, you know? That's even if they allow us to see it. That at this oh, point. oh, somebody um, posted, um, it was Vanity Fair who tweeted, I think they said like, oh, how President Trump has told his allies that the only way I'm getting out this house is if I'm dragged out by the Secret Service kicking and screaming, and then somebody reposted, retweeted it, and put as a comment, "If y'all meet this pay-per-view, the um, America's debt will be paid off." <laughs> for real, I, I know a lot of people will pay to see it. For real, I would, not just America, the world will pay to see that shit. You hear me? The, the, the whole Corona done put us in. <laughs> Listen, this is the only way we, we can end, end the corona season or end the craziness of 2020 is for us to see, to see him to be carried out the White House. It's only fair. It's, I mean, we deserve this. We have suffered long enough and I need some highlight. I, I, I'm, I know for a fact it's either we're not going to see it or it's not going to done in a tasteful way. 
because he he doesn't have any class. We see that. He doesn't have any class. I, I was watching, I, I think they were, um, you know, it was for, I think it was Veterans Day and I saw him on TV. Like, he just looks like, I don't want to be here. Like, that's, that's how he looks right now. Like, why I got to be out here right now when I'm trying to sue these people? Like, like he does not want. So that's why I'm like, so if, if this really goes in Joe Biden's favor, you think he's really going to let us see what's, see him, like, exchange powers, do all of this? He's not going to do that. He's not. It's, it's going to be, I feel like it's going to be an inauguration with Joe Biden itself, like himself. Even if they do a parade or whatever, I don't know what inauguration is going to consist of, seeing that we're in a pandemic. It's probably going to be different. Of course, we're probably going to see him soaring in. That's definitely going to happen. But the whole, you know, how they do the parade and they, they walk down. Is it they walk down 1600 Avenue? They walk down somewhere and crowds are already always there. Um, I'm just thinking about like how he's always comparing the crowd. <laughs> like so like his crowd is the biggest crowd and people are like, that's not true. <laughs> I can't. If they let us see him leave in the worst way, he will have the highest ratings. I give you that. That's true. So if he's looking for numbers, they need to let us see. They look like Trump got more views than your than your votes at the polls. If he if he's really serious about these numbers, we can give it to him. Just let us see the chaos of you leaving the White House. That's all I'm saying. God. There was a picture of like, is, is it the, a U-Haul that was in front of the White House? And people was like, that was Melania ready to go. Listen, <laughs> I don't know. The whole party is a mess. Um, so <laughs> um, Giuliani, first of all, when I look at Giuliani now, I still can't believe he was New York City's mayor. I believe it, and that a lot of people, a lot of people was not happy when he was in power at the time. Right, but I feel like he was—he just turned ten times worse. Is it me? No. Like, is it? No. Like, he seems like he got even crazier. So he had like a press conference at this place called the Four Seasons. So according to the information, is he was supposed to have the press conference at Four Seasons Hotel. He ends ending up having it at the a Four Seasons landscaping company, like at the building in this industrial place. But on the other side of where he was doing his press conference was a sex toy shop. <laughs> That's why I kept seeing those memes talking about like the Four Seasons. I was like, what are they talking about? Like, so I don't know whoever was responsible of reserving or making making the um. The press conference happened so they didn't do it at the hotel they did it at a landscaping place that was also called the four seasons and next to it is a sex it's a sex toy shop so you, you can see that they were always trying to keep the camera in a place where you can't see that listen the whole party is in shambles okay they're in shambles they're in shambles they can't do nothing right at this point you need to pack it up. Pack it up, sis. Pack it up. That meme with um Marge Simpson oh, touching yeah. touching Sherlock House. <laughs> Just log We're relieved, but it's like and our anxieties have like, you know, probably leveled out. 
a little bit, but it's like there's still things that need to be set in place for the next few months until. First of all, he's not even giving um, Joe Biden the briefs that he's supposed to get, like the national security briefs. Like he's not doing it. And people are like the Republicans, especially Lindsey, I can't stand Lindsey Graham. I can't stand Mitch McConnell. If they keel over tomorrow, I wouldn't flinch. Um, you know, they're saying that they need, well, they don't care. They want Trump to be in there. But there are a few other Republicans who have more sense. I don't know how much more, but they're saying like, if he doesn't start giving it over at least by Monday, people really need to step in and be like, you got to give it up because you're, you're just being in some crazy denial. You need to just start having coups and protocol because people are saying also like when the, the Democrats lost in 2016, we were, they were saying that we need to suck it up and we need to take this loss, but you guys lost, suck it up take it take your own advice suck it up and let's keep it moving you know it's only one-sided it's never it's never fair it's never fair games when it comes to the republican party that's all i can say it's never fair game when it comes to the republican party when it's when it's always in their favor it's always just and right when it's not all hell broke breaks loose this is unethical, this is not right, this goes against the laws of the Constitution, like making shit up last minute, like how y'all just gonna change shit that's been indoctrinated in that within like for, for, for years, for years, and now y'all just wanna come and act like, no, we're gonna, it's like we're taking it day by day, how we say it's supposed to go. It's so ridiculous, it's so ridiculous. Um... Yeah, I at this point I just look at this party and I laugh at them. Like even at work today, somebody was like, "Oh, can you unfriend somebody who voted for Trump?" And I was like, "I can, I can." And I and I and I broke it down for them while I can. I was like, "I don't have a problem with a person being Republican, be whatever party you want, but you don't have to vote for Trump." My thing is, and people might think this is like, I shouldn't have this type of idea, but you can vote for your Republican Senate because at the end of the day. If you want the president not to be able to get his bills through, you better have the Senate that you want. So you can vote for your Republican Senate, but at the same time, you don't have to vote for, for Trump because we know he's a racist. One. Two, we, he is endorsed by the KKK. Come on. Like how, like for me, for you be like, that's, you should not be, that shouldn't be a reason for you to stop tell, um, being friends with somebody. But if they really understood that, they will understand you're endorsing a racist and the people that follow him who are racist. My people don't have anything good going on with the KKK. Why would I vote for a man who is supported by the KKK? That makes sense? But it's like, I, I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about the same issue and one of the the hosts was basically saying like a lot of people don't see the problem with it because it's not affecting them in some way or form. So she was talking about how one of her coworkers was here on a work visa and pretty much because of the laws, the immigration laws that are set in place now, it was hard for him to get his work visa reinstated. So he lives here has family here and everything and had to leave the country and go live in London 
somewhere where he knows nobody, has no family or nothing, but the job was still able to secure his position because they had like a, a branch in, in mm-hmm. that. So it's like things like that, like they're not seeing like how many people are torn apart because of the things that this man has done because it's not affecting them. And and I feel like that's so selfish of people to, to think that way because it's almost like, oh, because it doesn't apply to me, I, I should when I saw and I'm sorry when I saw Jewish people holding parades or holding you know protests for Trump especially down in on um, Brooklyn and in upstate and of course at the end of the day we all know they're voting for their pockets the thing that I did not understand with them because even when after the election you saw the breakdown of New York of who voted for who and you know mainly New York City voted for Biden but there were some parts that voted for Trump and maybe those and those are some of those were Staten Island where there's a lot of white people there and and then certain parts of Brooklyn where there's a a dense population of uh, of a Jewish community and I just thought to the point where if you think about when they went through the Holocaust, a community like that who was separated from their family and never got to see certain people again is okay to put a president in place who's literally separated kids from their parents. Like, you think you will have compassion towards that. I don't care what has happened, kids should never be separated from their parents. Especially in a country that they don't know. So you will see people who have been through such a traumatic, traumatic thing in their life could understand that. But you're right. If you're not fully affected, affected by it at the moment, you don't think about it. Exactly. That's the thing. It's like our character is is built differently. We can look at things from different perspectives and and have sympathy and feel like you know this is this is what's right, so we're gonna do the right thing. But not everybody thinks like that. Not everybody operates like that. And a lot of these people that want to talk about they voted for him because of like taxes or whatever. Like how many how many of you make that much money that is really affecting your pockets like that? We were talking about that at work. And for the ones that we know that voted for him, but I was just like, ma'am, you voted for Trump because you're worried about the tax, but you don't even make enough to even fall in that bracket with um, Biden. If you were making that money, I'm sure you wouldn't be here. This, you're, <laughs> Thank you. You are not working here. Me and my other coworkers were just laughing at this. I was like, there is so hilarious that they're complaining about the tax and this and that. Ma'am, I'm pretty sure if he was making $400,000 a year, you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't. You wouldn't be here complaining every day, annoyed every day. You know what I mean? Like, make it make sense. That math is not mathing. He just likes to hear himself talk. I don't know. Like I said, America got a lot of work to do a lot of it and I don't know when it's gonna I don't know if I'm gonna live to see it in my lifetime but I hope my kids will be brought up in a society that's a lot better than the one that we're currently in right now that's all I can hope and pray for and same all the people that are doing the work and to try and make this place a better place for those people of the future that's real 
we're really doing the work for not not our generation for them but for the next one for real like that's what you're doing the work for is for the next generation and i really do hope that things do significantly change but at the same time it's just like just the way this president is moving and you know his his um core group they move the way he moves so like if they feel like if he's being defiant they're going to be defiant too they're they're following his lead (laughs) did you see paula white she's this this white evangelist calling africa i mean calling angels from africa to come help with the uh (laughs) she's this white evangelist praying speaking in tongues first of all that's not tongues and calling angels from africa to come and help trump win and people are like of all places angels from africa ma'am that is not happening like the angels in Africa have stuff to deal with in Africa. They ain't coming over here to help Trump win. We're like, come on, what? <laughs> but then people started talking about her. So in her next service, Paula White got bucked talking about y'all got my number. Pull up. Y'all got she is bullying people at the pulpit. She was like, Y'all got my number? Pull up. You don't want certain things coming out. And <laughs> And all of us are like, Paula, go sit down. <laughs> go sit down. Oh my gosh. Let me see who this lady is. Paula White Keen. Yes. <laughs> Look her up. You hear that you hear that name? Keen. That's that alone tell you. <laughs> the blessing the, the what's so sad back in the day, a lot of black people was following her. Not I. Hmm. I don't do famous evangelists like that. They're not my thing. How is look at them with the side eye me too i don't have i really i mean they could be great and all but i'm not one of those people that tends to like put people up on a pedestal especially when they're from you know large and they're mega churches and stuff yeah i keep i I keep my stuff small did you find her yes i saw her she needs to go somewhere look up the video because it, <laughs> it is hilarious um but yeah and and that's the thing too right republicans who think think they're christians because i do feel like the way they're moving is definitely not christ christ-like um if y'all saying y'all like you guys pray and you are people who fear god and you know follow his commandments in the whole nine yards what is so hard for you to take that this is his answer and that joe biden is our president <laughs> right if you trust in god and if god is all-knowing and if god understand and if god knows what's best why is this not the best that's all i'm saying that's all I'm saying. Because when Trump won, I didn't pre- I didn't like it, but I was like, guess what? It is what it is. It's four years, from what I know. I was hoping that his second term he wouldn't win. Four years came, and the Lord said, "I'm gonna give y'all a change." And guess what? Biden was that change. So I just need them to sit in that as well. That's all. I'm just glad y'all are not out here acting a fool. Thank you. I appreciate it. Who not acting a fool? The people after he won, like, you know how, like, a lot of people were thinking that people were going to start rioting. I think the riots were going to happen if Trump won, in all honesty. I didn't think the riots was going to happen if Biden won. 
I think I really no no because because when all those people were like out blocking like people on the highways and doing all this extra shit the mm-hmm. I really thought that if Biden won they were gonna come out and just start purging like I swear that's why I, I felt that more on if if Trump won that's how I felt if I feel like I know these stores are boarding up and I know that but I do I did feel in my hearts of hearts if Trump would have won cities would start burning and I'm not even exaggerating I really think people was going to start looting and start burning shit down but the fact that Biden won I think Biden saved pretty much what's left of the economy economy of so people wouldn't riot either my like either way I just felt like if any of them won, I just thought that something was going to happen. So it was either the Trump supporters or everybody else that was just upset and just over it was going to start looting again and burning. Mm-hmm. So I'm just glad that none of that happened. I, just, I'm, I was so happy the day on the Saturday when we found out he won that, um, you know, you just saw people, although I was like, hmm, y'all don't make Corona go up. But I just love seeing the happiness and people just dancing in the streets, people doing the wobble in front of the White House, <laughs> talking about you about to lose your job <laughs> in front of the White House. I, there was just this sense of, you know, happiness and like anxiety going down that I feel like, you know, honestly, Republicans don't got that. Republicans don't have the exhilarations as we do. Even if he did win, it would never be, the vibe would never been the same, even if Trump won. They don't know how to party. But the fact that people were just out in the streets, happy, there was, there was this one video of, there was a mailman on his route, you know, um, dropping off the mail, and people just like went around him and cheered because I felt so bad for the postal service since summer. I know people like to blame them for a lot of stuff, but I don't think people really understood how much of their budget was cut by Trump that really hindered a lot of what they had to do. I remember there was points where me and my roommate, we were like, yo, did you get your mail? Or have you gotten mail? Like there were times where things were taking so long. And it's and and as much as we was like, man, oh, the postal service is what, but it was really wasn't them. They were cutting them. They were, they were cutting their budget so much and he knew that a lot of people was going to um, vote by mail and he didn't want those um, voting, um, the, the mail, I mean, the, the votes that were sent in my mail to get, to get to where they need to get. So you're telling me when they stole my hunter boots last winter, it's because of the budget <laughs> Not last winter. You know I'm talking about this summer. Nah, but he really, he really, um... No, nah, I, I did hear that the, they, he cut their budget. And you know, people work hard. Like, Postal service people work hard. So. Listen, man. Get this, man, tuck it up, sis. I'm tired of talking about this, nigga. Like, I just want it to be, you know, when you break up with somebody and you just want them forgotten about, like, you just want to go through the breakup phase and not have to deal with them no more to live become a distant memory and then mm-hmm. it's like like but this is like this person's like dead to you now <laughs> you don't you don't want to how i be doing this is how i want like you'd be like trump sounds familiar but you know i don't know her 
Mariah Carey. I don't know her. Like, I just want to, I just want to not have any more conversations about this man. Like, please, let, let us not. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder if he would, like, go into exile or he's just going to go and just go on his Twitter rants again. I don't know. But like you said, I'm over him. I can't wait till he's not there. I hope when Biden walks in the White House, it's not like a mess of things or he's hide, hid. I know it's childish, but this man is a child. Like he hides things or make sure things are so much difficult for him to handle. You know what I mean? You know, pe people who are petty and people who are sore losers do stupid stuff. And I don't want that. Like, let's just be graceful. Let's put on our big boy pants. And just leave. Leave with some dignity. You don't got much of it. So leave with the little that you have. You know what's so crazy? Like every time I think about how like hip hop culture always would glorify Trump in some way or form when it comes to like the hotels and everything. And it's like now that we've gotten a taste of who he really is as a president and all his ways are starting to like spew out and we're seeing who his what his character really is it's just like damn is this is this really the same person that you know everybody was rapping about in their songs and talking about we staying at the but my brother and I was having a conversation and he was like <laughs> he was like Trump was always a loser and he was like, the thing is, Trump has never lost on this great of a stage. Mm -hmm. Every time he lost or went bankrupt, he had a way of being able to cover it up or spin it. Mm -hmm. And it it, the loss never seemed so big to the rest of us. But you can't hide losing the presidential election. And that's why he can't handle it. Like, he, he's not good with losing, but if you're capable of losing, but have a being able to spin it or make it seem like you didn't really lose is one thing but when you're on this grand stage where it's final and it's therefore not just even just for America to know but the world to know that you are not president anymore and to also see people with exhilaration that you're not president anymore even other countries to be happy that you're not president anymore that yo his ego is shot you know what I was thinking? I was thinking that I was thinking the other day, like, say for instance, like he he doesn't do the exchange of powers and you know, everybody see it as an insult. And because of that, they kind of like just erase him out of history as like the 45th president. So you know how you have everybody's picture and then for 45 you just have no nothing. Like, I mean, he still did what he did and did his damage, but just to know that you're erased from out of history, like, that would be something to see. If, if so, don't do it, sir, if that's going to be the outcome. Because I would love to see that happen. That'd be nice to know, like, oh, we had this one president, he don't count. <laughs> that was a trial run. That don't count. Um, yeah, so... That's what my brother was saying, and I and I totally agree, because now we know like all his big business deals were just fraudulent. He owes so much money to other people, so but people don't know about it. But now, like you lost the presidency and you in crazy debt. We know this. We had a broke man running the country. 
You had a broke man as the head of household. Ain't that crazy? Hmm. It's crazy. I haven't like we we dived into the the conversation, but I didn't ask you. How are you? <laughs> what have you been up to? as much as I can, despite all that's going on. The year's coming to an end, hopefully. On a high note, well, I mean, this election, it was part of the high note that I needed, but I hope another high note comes with it. I just feel, I just feel like, like I said to you, when he won, that I'm just waiting for the doom and the gloom. I'm sorry, I know I'm a very sinister person when it comes to certain things, I don't know why I'm like that, but it's almost like I just can't bask in the happy moments for too, for too long. long. I just, I just, I just know what we're up against all the time as a people. So <laughs> I'm just like ready. I'm just ready for what's next. That's that's all I've been thinking about. Yeah, I am. I'm kind of the same way as you. I tend to. I don't know if, it, if we're saying the same thing as in like, I'm the type of hope for the best, prepare for the worst. And if the, if the best still happens, I'm still waiting for the shooter drop. And, and so I, I'm always, because when, when Biden won, I was like, yeah, 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 that's one, that's one battle. The next battle is actually to get Trump out, right? And we're living in that right now. So I've always felt like, like you said, like you're waiting for the doom and gloom. And I'm also waiting for that same, like, yeah, yeah, he, you know, Biden won, but I need, I need to see Trump walk out the house. That's all I'm saying. I just need to see him walk out the house. And once that happens, I can have full, like a lot less anxiety going about it. But yeah, um, I have been pretty okay. Um, nothing new. You know, I live a boring life. I hate when people ask like, what have you been up to? What are you doing? I'm like, I live a boring life. There's nothing exciting about my life. Mind you, I do do stuff, but I don't think those things are great. So I'd be like, eh, I'm just here living. That's all. Some people beg to differ. I don't know anybody who's begging to differ. Because a lot of people really don't do nothing. Like, there's people that just go to work, come home, and that's it. They don't do anything. But that's what I do. Not all the time, though. You make that's it true. Don't go out. And be the ones that be like, I don't do that. And then ask them, what did you do this weekend? They could tell you a whole slew of things. But all of a sudden, oh, I don't I live a boring life. Whatever. I do. I do live a boring You know what's funny? I guess because sometimes when you see life that other people live, and not that you want that life, because you know, I be, you know my saying, Yo, that looks tiring. <laughs> you know, I always look at certain, like we have certain people that we follow and we be like, they ain't tired? Like, how are they not tired? They're out every day. Um, so even the fact that I do do some things, I still compare to them in my mind. And I, like I said, it's not that I want their life. I really don't. It's more of like, compared to what I see other people do, I live a boring life. But then again, my life compared to what somebody else do, does, they might think compared to me, they live a boring life. So everything is relative, I guess. But I'll, I'll stay with my boring life. It keeps me out of trouble. Listen, I always remember my sister told me 
I think I had told you a story about somebody that she knew that passed away. Mm-hmm. And the last, the girl's last words was like, you're, you're boring, you're not fun. Like, that's what she said to her before she died. And she was wow. like, yeah, she was like, see what fun life gets you? She's like, I live my boring life because I'm still here. So it's like, if, if boring is this, sis is doing well. <laughs> because like literally, she said she said it to her hours before she died. Like saying that to her, yes. So, like that that those are always words I live by. Just because I remember when she said that to me, I'm never. It's like oh, it's always in the back of my head. Wow, that that's wild. Yeah, um, boring has kept me so far, <laughs> and boring is what I shall continue continue <laughs> to do. That's all I gotta say. Um, but there will be a lot more to come in this crazy transitional season that America is in, Lord. Um, <laughs> and uh, are you trying to do anything for New Year's? I know it's like I've skipped two holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas. But in, if you're thinking, are you really thinking of doing anything for New Year's? Because you know how we all were on this high for 2020. I feel like we're more cautious when it comes to 2021. Granted, Corona still will be here, but are you really trying to like ring in 2021? Like with the, with optimism or with caution? Uh, what did I tell you about them 2020 perfect vision foolishness y'all was on? I told you, it was even, Last time, I think the last time we had this conversation, I said 2019 humble me. Sorry, 2016 humble me. So I've been on the humble, I've been eating humble pie for four years now. (laughs) Every time, every time you say that, and I'm just like, bro, 2016 was a lit year for me. Girl, it was not for you know where I was in nursing school. (laughs) That remember I told you. I don't even remember. I don't know what happened that year. Like there was times when we were having conversation that you were, you remember this meme? I was like, girl, no, I did. I didn't even live on the internet. What was the internet? Yeah. Unless I'm doing research, I don't. I don't know. I don't remember any of that stuff. And I think like for a portion of it, I was just spaced out. Spaced out, yeah. So, and that was a leap year too. And I told you like how leap years are, yeah like what leap years always bring so it's like I just all since then I just don't say this is gonna be my year or um you know like it's not that I'm not optimistic or trying to be positive it's just that I just look at it like I'm just gonna take it one day at a day at a time and hope for the best (laughs) well I I know for a fact I'm bringing bringing in 2021 cautiously right I'm going to set my intentions. I'm going to do my plans for what I want for the year, hopefully. But. I'm not going to church. Girl, at this rate, I don't know. Remember that year we said, was it last year we said I was going to go to church and um, in our scandalous outfit? <laughs> that never happened. Yeah, I don't know. Um, for, for those who uh, are Caribbean too, I'm, talk- I'm talking about like watch night services, the service right before the New Year's. Um, let's see what corona is bringing like like i said we're spiking so i don't know if we're not spiking or if the, if we are allowed to go to church i will go to church new year's eve mm-hmm. um 
have the pastor pray over my wallet won't he do it uh, <laughs> um but I will be bringing in 2021 cautiously. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm not hoping great things will happen because I feel like we all need a good year. We all need good things to happen. But I, you know, hope for the best, pre prepare for the worst, like I always say. So, yeah, that's how I'm thinking of it. Am I trying to, like, Do bring it in with some big bashment? No. <laughs> uh, so what, what did I do last time? Oh, yeah, I wasn't here. No, you weren't. You were um, doing the year of the return. What are that's, you? What you, that's what you was doing. You were doing your little year of return. Girl, I had diarrhea, remember? <laughs> you, had you know what? On that note, we're calling it a night, y'all. Thank you for listening. <laughs> we'll catch you next week. Subscribe, tell a friend, and we love you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>